Well, if you'd like to have a seat, we'll begin. We'll, we'll start now. That way we'll be done by 6.40 when the game starts. So, so. What I, I usually like to start off with is always a few little quotes or something kind of funny. I think it's funny anyway. Um, this is from a guy on Around the Horn. In fact, I send some to PJ sometimes. It's a Woodyisms. And here's a couple, a couple here. It says, um, he always has a little chalkboard, some funny little things. He goes, I sold my homing pigeon today on eBay for the 16th time. He says, um, money talks. To me, it says goodbye. My take-home pay is not enough to take me home. Memo to math. Don't bother me. Solve your own problems. Uh, the three hardest things to say. I need help. I'm sorry. And Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> I checked myself into a ho- hokey pokey rehab center and I turned myself around. I keep clicking the space bar, but sadly I'm still on earth. I, I do CrossFit. Cross my fingers and hope my pants fit. <laughs> what I'm speaking on is um, I got this Greg Glory. Years ago, I had this, I bought like 10 of these. I passed these around and hopefully people have been watching them and not seeing on your shelf. Because these are a testimony, gives us testimony. A lot of people might not listen to maybe as you tell them they need to turn to Christ, but um, if you give them a, a video, and it might speak, God's word might speak through this video to them, and they'll give their life over to Christ. And he's got a, quite a ministry out in California. You might have heard of him. He's on the radio. Joe said that he had a big impact on his life uh, listening to him on, on Christian radio. But So I have these videos, Lost Boys. And uh, anyway, he's got an online study I've been going through, and it's on the man in black course, Johnny Cash, right? And he's talking about his life. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, first of all, I'd like to begin by reading from Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. It says, For while we were still, sin- still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would e- dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, A few months ago when I spoke, I spoke on but God. There's so many places in Scripture that we were seen to be helpless. Then it says, but God, being rich in his mercy, but God demonstrated his love for us. And we can be thankful for those um, those two words, but God. Throughout Scripture talks about that, how important that is that we have God in our life. So this message is a reminder of where we were, where we are, and where, where we're going. Okay, Where we are, where we were before Christ came into our life, where we are right now, and where the future we have. And we're all saints as believers. If you put your trust in Christ, you're saints. Um, 
I teach in a school where they believe that you're not a saint until you die, and then you have to go through a process. And a lot of times it might be 180 years for somebody, maybe the Pope will decide whether you're a saint or not. But in you know, Scripture tells us in 60 different places, talks about as we put our trust in Christ, we're saints. We're saints. We're all saints as we put our trust in Christ. We're not perfect, but we're saints. Okay? And um, in his, this devotional, he talks about from sinner to saint. And if you put your trust in Christ, this, <clears throat> this story could be about your life. Okay, the Bible is full of men and women who are, who are sinners. The Bible talks about black sinful hearts and being cleansed by only by the blood of Christ. You know, but God doesn't give up on us. Like the scripture we read, but God demonstrates his love. You know, it talks about before that, we were dead in our trespasses, but God demonstrates his love toward us. So we're all, just like you and me, we're all, they're all the same. Well, I have to go on this work here. It's live TV, eh? Okay, the Bible says that all, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. And in Scripture, they, if you go back to the Hebrew, I guess, or Greek, they talk about missing the mark. It's like an archer t- looking and shooting at a bullseye. Okay? And you've got to hit that mark. But the Bible says that we all fall short. We all miss the mark. You know, no matter what kind of arrows we have or a powerful bull, we're going to fall short. We're going to miss that target of being perfect, of being, you know, God's standard, God's glory. But God made, made exception for us at the cross. Ephesians 2 says, But God, being rich in His mercy because of His great love with us, even though we are dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. Not only that, we're raised and we're seated up with Him. Isn't that amazing? So when Jesus, the Bible says, is at the right hand of God, He makes intercession for us. When the, <clears throat> the, devil, <clears throat> excuse me, when the devil accuses us, Jesus says, you know, I, I died for those sins. I died for those sins. And, um, and He's seated at the right hand of God you know, the Bible does talk about when he's standing up one time. Anybody know where? Was Jesus standing up at the right hand of God? When Stephen, yep. And the Bible says that Stephen looked up and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. But he's there and we're raised and we're seated with him. Like the song we just sang a little while ago, Living, he loved us. Dying, he saved us. Buried, he took our sins and, you know, buried as far as the depths of the sea, as far as the east is from the west. We can be thankful for that. I'm trying to keep my notes here because sometimes I double click here and, and go ahead. So, who in the Bible can or do you relate to? Anyone specific? You know, a lot of people went through trials, tribulations, hurts, failures. Maybe you're like Joseph. Maybe you've been hurt by your family. Can, can you imagine being sold and, and deserted and mocked and cast away? Or, you know, 
think of um, a lot of different people going, going through different, different trials and tribulations. If you lived at that time, how would you have reacted? In your Old Testament time or New Testament time? Would you have been looking forward to the coming Messiah? Would you have had doubts and struggles like Thomas, Peter? And this is that series I've been looking at, Redemption. It's, it's journey from sinner to saint. Johnny Cash. People ask me, why did I... So God Almighty is in a business of saving flawed people. Aren't you glad? I mean, there's a, a list of them. He mentioned some too. Think of Samson and others. So many people. And you, could, you could add our name to that, right? Our name could be there too. Is of saving flawed people. And not that we're looking at Johnny Cash as somebody to hold up on a pedestal. I mean, using, he's using him, and we're using him today as examples, just like you and me. We all come to... The ground is level at the cross, right? Everybody comes to Christ the same way. Psalm 19 says, Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. And Philippians 1.6 says, He who has begun a good work in you will complete it. I, mentioned, I think I mentioned to you before, Ruth Graham, was, she was driving someplace and she came to a construction site in the road. And it said, <clears throat> it said work, in, work in progress, construction ahead. And, and she wrote in her diary that it's kind of like her life. It's also like our life, right? God is still working in our life. And he still wants to, and he still continues to work and wants to work in our life if we let him. And then when she died on her tombstone, she had written construction done, construction finished or complete. Mark chapter five. I won't have time to read it this morning, but this is where um, it says, though the devil and his demons are powerful, God is more powerful and has the power to dispel them and to heal completely. This is a story of the guy who was demon-possessed. And Jesus cast those demons out into pigs. And he went out glorifying God. He's, I think he's the first missionary talks about in the Bible. Somebody who was <clears throat> somebody that they thought was a um, complete outcast became the first missionary. And think about what influences struggle for control in your life. might not be so-called demons, but you might have you know, sexual temptations, might be monetary temptations, it might be you know, alcohol, drugs, gambling, whatever. You might have things that affect your life, struggles that control your life. And like Greg Laurie talked about, what dog do you feed? Whatever dog you feed first, the best, most is going to win. And the Bible talks about it's so important to get into God's Word and to be fed in God's Word, the milk of God's Word and the meat of God's Word if we want to grow as Christians. Otherwise, we become stagnant. First Peter 5 says, Be of sober spirit, be on alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Now, he's not like a, he didn't say he's like a little kitten just prancing around. It's like a lion. You ever see a cat stalking something? Well, it was, it was watching nature shows, you see those big lions stalking something? It's pretty scary, especially if you were the stocky, right? 
<laughs> but, um, you know, that's a picture of the devil. Your adversary, he's against us. He's against God. And he prowls around like a roaring lion. He's sneaky. You know, a lot of times cats, when they're chasing a mouse or a bird, they, they don't just come running across it. They come sneaking. They're hiding. You know, they, they, use, the, they use their the camouflage around the building. I always say when I'm feeding the birds, I'm feeding the cats. Because <laughs> our, our bird feeder is out and our cats come there right away and they're right alongside the house. And they just sit there and they just wait and try to blend in. Well, the devil a lot of times <clears throat> tries to blend in and prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. It's pretty strong words. But it says, but resist him firm in your faith. We can't resist them on ourselves, by ourselves. But it says, being firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Now, I pretend to say I'm going through the same troubles that some of those people that are in Muslim countries, in Georgia, for example, or in China, go through. But we all have our different struggles, own different temptations. But it's important that we resist the devil Everybody's, you know, has different different sins that that or different weaknesses that the devil is going to try to play upon. We're all different, and but try to stay firm in your faith through prayer and talking with Jesus or in our walk. Johnny Cash had a hard upbringing. The good news is that God is in hev- is a heavenly Father who loves us, provides for us protects us, disciplines his children. He's there for us. And because of of the work of the cross, we already have the approval of the Father as Christ's righteousness has been placed in our spiritual account. We are in good standing, open door communication. God wants our fellowship to talk with him and walk with him. I remember coming home from work and one of the the greatest joys was coming home and, and having my kids uh, you know, run up to me and say, Daddy, 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 with their arms open. And just think how much more God God wants us to, to run to Him. It's, you know, it would have hurt me if my kids would have said, Oh, Dad's home, and turned around and walked into the living room or something. But they came running to me with open arms. That's how God wants us to have fellowship with Him and talk with Him. So this message basically has been a reminder of where we were where we are and where we're going. We have a heavenly Father and we'll be with Him someday. Scripture tells us in John 10, it says, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved. Contrary to what Oprah says, there's only one way to get to God. He's the door. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. We had this, um, some of you might have the same painting in your house. Growing up, we had this same um, picture frame and notice that there's no doorknob there. God doesn't force his way in. I like that song, we sing softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. And he doesn't force his way in. We have to open the door and let him in. But he's there knocking. So if anyone here has not answered that door, hopefully that they, they will 
before it's too late. We never know when our last breath is. Like my neighbor, he didn't know. A big, strong guy. Um, lifted weights all the time. Like say, a baseball coach, teaches down in Ohio. And just like that, he had a stroke. We don't have time to go through this passage, but this is where Samuel's looking for... A, Israel wants a king. And in this passage, you go and read this on your own. Um, he went to a family and looking to see um, he was supposed to anoint a king and he brought all his sons out and it wasn't the right one and Samuel says to the father is there anybody else here and he goes yeah we have one little kid in the back and he says well bring him out and that was one that God spoke to Samuel this will be the king of Israel his name was David and it says in there it says but God looked at the outward appearance I mean, but people look at the outward appearance but God looks at the heart God doesn't see what we see. God looks at the inside. That's what makes a difference. How is our heart towards God? 1 John 3 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. We're adopted, as, as believers, we're adopted into His family. It's just like a um, picture like some little orphan boy who was on the streets and all of a sudden a mother and dad come and says, you know, we want to take you into our home. <clears throat> As you come into our home, we'll give you our name, we'll feed you, we'll clothe you, be part of our family, you'll be part of our um, inheritance. That's what Jesus does to us. He wants to adopt us into his family. And then we're heirs with Jesus. Johnny Cash was a sinner saved by grace. Peter was a sinner saved by grace. Paul was a sinner saved by grace. And the question is this morning, are you a sinner saved by grace? By the grace of God? Or are you relying on your own good works? Your own bank account? Your own IQ? Your own whatever? Or are you comparing yourself to somebody else? Say, well, I'll probably get into heaven because I'm better than so-and-so. The Bible says that that's not how it works. There's only one way. Remember, Jesus is the door. Ephesians 2 says, for by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourself it is a gift of God. Get the nice result of works so that no one may boast. And let's go back here. Okay. And in Psalm, in Jeremiah, there's a verse that, says, that talks about blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out it roots to the stream. You know, if that, those trees are planted in the field and there's a drought comes, they're going to die. But if those trees planted by the stream, their roots can get into that water, they're going to live, even during the dry times. Well, that's kind of like us, right? If we're planted and rooted in Christ, we have not just any water, but the Bible says the living water. Remember that Jesus met that woman at the well? He said, you could drink from... You drink water, but I, I'm offering you living water. You'll never run, be thirsty. And there's a song, just like that tree planted by the water, I shall not be moved. And you've got to close with a song by Johnny Cash, right? You can sing along if you want, or just listen. I guess we end with that question. You know, where, where are you planted? In the world or by living water?
Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Father in heaven, Lord, we're just thankful this morning that we can come together and just be reminded once again that we're all sinners <clears throat> saved by the grace of God. And Lord, we just pray that somebody here has not put their trust in Christ, that they'll do so before they leave today, before it's too late. And Lord, we just pray for those who are saved, that they'll, be, they'll grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that will uh, seek that living water, so when those troubles come, like the song we just heard, come that we'll um, be strong and firm in the faith. And we'll put on the armor of God. And we'll be, have the meat of, of the word. So we can rely on, that, on, on the, your promises to get us through all troubles and trials of life. And Lord, we're just thankful for your grace and love once again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.